Welcome to A Younger Voice, your essential youth guide to politics. In California, the passing of Senator Feinstein has left an open seat in 2024. One of the candidates uh, for that seat will be joining us today to discuss his candidacy for Senate and the message he has for young progressive Californians. I'm here with Zafar Anam, who's running for Senate to represent California. He's a professor and engineer running as a Democrat. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Benjamin. Appreciate it. So usually we like to start our episodes by giving our candidates the opportunity to introduce themselves, give a little bit of a stump speech. So um, now's your opportunity. All right. Well, uh, thanks for having me. My name is Zephyr Inam. I uh, am running for U.S. Senate. Uh, it's a vacant seat in California in 2024. The primary would be in March on March 4th, uh, actually March 5th, uh, 2024. Um, and I am running as uh, someone who's not a politician. I am an engineer. I'm also a professor. I teach at one of the uh, local um, uh, public universities um, in California. Um, I have also um, worked in politics. I've worked as a staffer, uh, so I've worked on the ground level. Um, I've worked for state assembly, state senate, U.S. Congress, um, assisting uh, constituents with a lot of casework, uh, which would be helping them out with unemployment, um, uh, benefits, uh, veteran affairs, um, uh, helping veterans that were coming back back in 2008, 2009, um, 2012, 2011. I worked for quite a while. I've been doing this for almost 16 years, um, being active in the community, um, helping um, uh, in our area mainly, helping veterans uh, uh, with, with their benefits that they weren't able to get back when VA had a backlog. Um, I've helped people with, with housing issues when they had to refi their homes. Um, and they weren't able uh, to have um, uh, their mortgage. Basically, the mortgage uh, was too high for the prices uh, uh, of the back back when the 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 um, housing collapse happened with the big bubble. Um, so I've been active for quite a long time. Uh, so I've seen politics from the inside, uh, and I'm also a, a regular person that actually works a regular job. And I've been in in private industry and I've worked in public sector. Uh, so I'm someone that understands both sides of the story. And I under, uh, another important thing that, that's special about me is that I know the job description of being a U.S. Senator instead of instead of just thinking that um, you as a Senator would be the, the, the individual that, that knows it all. I understand that you should be better at listening to constituents. So I think um, I'm best suited uh, for this time, because I have fresh ideas, um, uh, new leadership is needed. I think we need to move forward from from getting stuck in the in the past and and going with the divisive uh, rhetoric that we have now. You know, where finger pointing is is the usual. So I would be a fresh voice, a new perspective, new ideas, um, and just starting out with focusing on issues rather than than sticking to your platforms that you don't mm -hmm. even know you truly belong to. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of fresh voices, um, 
about one in five voters in California, they're uh, under the age of 30. What is your message, not only as a candidate for Senate, but also as a professor? Um, well, that's a good question. Uh, I, I, I believe that um, the younger voice, like your show, uh, <laughs> the younger voice needs to be, they need to come up and, and, and take uh, the, the driver's seat because they really need to know that they're the ones that, uh, uh, you know, we had a generation, uh, you know, two, three generations ago, they were the ones that had a choice of making their own decisions. And now it's time for the younger generation. Like you said, um, you said one in five, is that correct, Benjamin? Yeah, that's correct. Five, yeah, so so I, I would say they need to kind of be more active like yourself and be uh, aware of of what's happening in in our in our politics, not so much local, you know, local politics, national politics. Uh, they need to be um, uh, keeping an eye on what really is happening and not really think that they don't have a voice because your voice is not being heard because you're sitting as a spectator and not not getting involved. And they need to get involved and be more aware, civically involved. And and keep an eye out to see what they can do. And and a lot of times, you know, change is not going to come quickly. It would probably come in in um, um, small increments, and they just have to be focused and keep doing it little by little, and and not not lose hope. So I really think that that needs to happen with the younger generation. And um, and that's exactly why why I'm running um, because I understand that. Um, it's a uphill battle. Uh, there's a lot of other candidates that are that are better funded because they're currently in Congress and they have money coming in from left and right, um, and they have a a, a better, um, I guess you can say, a, a team that they they can go with, and the team would help them out with 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 getting funded because getting funded. Having enough money usually reflects um, on your campaign. You know, people would not donate to you if you don't already have money. So they are uh, polling better because they're getting more money. So um, the younger generation really needs to kind of overlook that and focus on what they can do on, on a smaller scale now with social media. I think they can really make a difference, hmm. and that's exactly what you're what you're doing. I think I think yeah. uh, your your platform or, and your show um, really makes that difference. So, uh, specifically, I want to talk about one of your more prevalent campaign themes because it's very interesting to me. Um, it's building bridges. It's on your website. Yeah, it's in your. It's on your issues page. Um, how are you specifically qualified to build bridges to pass common sense legislation, not only as a former staffer, but also as an engineer? Well, um, I, I brought that the, the theme of building bridges because I've actually worked uh, most of my career. I've actually worked on building real bridges, uh, which will be concrete and steel bridges. And I felt that that same um, principle 
needs to come into politics. And we really need to build bridges and come halfway. And people need to understand that you're not always going to get your way. You're always going to have to work with other people. I mean, even if you look at the Senate, just the Senate on its own, you've got 100 members coming from completely different states. I mean, you got people, you know, two individuals from Wyoming, two from Nebraska, two from California. They don't all have the same exact um, issues that they're going after. But you really have to understand that it's not you against me. It's it's figuring out what we can do together and find out what we can do as as a, as a group and as as um, uh, as, as a body together because ultimately the issues people don't care regular people if you go out to the streets and ask people they don't care what party you belong to uh, what your stance is um i think we need to move forward from that i understand that we have to go with one party or the other um in my case i'm, I'm a democrat however i feel that building bridges is not it's not happening we were we're focused more on what we already believe in we're blindly following what we believe in so I'm uniquely qualified because I don't come from from either um, alliance. I actually come as an ordinary individual who has worked a job, who has taught at universities, I've worked as an engineer, I've actually worked in a private public sector, I've worked as a staffer on the inside uh, to understand uh, the mechanics of politics. So I'm coming in as someone who understands all uh, different uh, aspects of of the, the current situation. So I think I'm best suited because of that. And that's why I brought in the theme of building bridges. Mm. So um, moving on to the, uh, to the, you know, substantive issues. Um, would you, or would you not support uh, federally mandated background checks for firearms? Uh, I, the short answer would be yes, I will. And uh, I think any reasonable reasonable person should, because if you're going to apply for a job um, or if you're going to, you know, even applying to be a professor or a teacher, they run a background check on you to make sure that you're qualified. You don't have anything in your background that would that would be, you know, a red flag and that's going to become a problem at a later point. So I I know um, different states, you know, California, where we we do have um, a background check um, that you have to go through. Some of the states don't. Does at this point, I think if we see what's going on in in our in our communities with with states that don't have a background check, uh, with mass shootings and and things that are happening, uh, that is completely you know it's not acceptable. And it's a lot of times it's happening because of an individual that wasn't supposed to have the gun. So I, I truly feel if you're a responsible gun owner and you know that, um, you know, running through a background check is not going to hurt you. You know, most of the times if, if you're uh, someone that's going to drive a car, you need to have a license, right? So if you, if you're someone that's responsible and, and, and does not have anything to fear, I don't think it should be a big deal. So I, I truly do believe that universal background check is is important uh, to protect all of us. You know, we all live collectively in a society, and I think we have to protect each other and make sure that not the wrong, the bad guys um, get get the gun and 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 hurt someone. Um, and mm -hmm. it can be. Endless. So, 
Moving on, uh, you've expressed your support for raising the federal minimum wage. Um, I, I'd like to ask you for you to uh, expand your position on that a little bit, uh, especially regarding how it'll affect the economy. Um, minimum wage, um, I know federal minimum wage at this point, we're at like 725. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's time for us to raise the minimum wage. Um, I don't think there is a number that I can pinpoint how much it should go up. Um, a lot of people say 15, some people say 17, some people say whatever number they come up with. I, I don't think I have the research to say what number is good. Um, I think we really do need to raise it uh, because um, rents have gone up. Um, most people that work a minimum wage job are not able to afford um, living in a, a one bedroom apartment uh, because the rent is high and their wages are low because they have to buy food, they have to get gas, they have to pay for other necessities. Uh, what their what their wage that they're earning. So my support is that we do need to look into it and research and find out what is a good number. Uh, at the same time, I do understand that there's opposition because um, people think that we will probably lose um, jobs. You know, a lot of people would would uh, a lot of small employers are not able to afford paying for uh, a higher wage. I think that all needs to be looked into and find out where it works, where it doesn't work. Maybe we got to look at it geographically and say, hey, you know, a city or a town that um, has a median income of this much, we have to raise it to that point and kind of like do a little tier system. I'm not really sure what would work, but I do support raising minimum wage because I don't think 725 is 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 um, working at this point. Hmm. Absolutely. So we've discussed a couple issues that are, um, you know, pressing to a lot of Americans, but one of the biggest obstacles to the progression of these issues is the filibuster in the Senate. So I'd like to ask you, would you support ending the filibuster as a practice in the Senate? Um, well, the filibuster was designed um, to give minority a voice um, and they don't want they didn't want, you know, Federalists did not want uh, the majority to just steamroll the minority and get things done. So I, I understand why it's there. And I, I know that it can work. Um, I'm not sure if if we need to um, get rid of it, you know, altogether. I think we shouldn't end it. We should amend it. So I think we should look into amending um the filibuster and see what would work. Um, and I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not really uh, educated on on the rules of Senate uh, completely since I'm not a, a Senator at this point, but I would say in, there has to be a bill where we can probably amend how the filibuster works. So there's no one that's coming in just to kind of delay the vote or, mm-hmm. or end the vote or, or just kill a bill just because they want to do a filibuster. I think there should be some sort of limitations on a filibuster. Well, yeah, um, that's exactly what I want to get to here is, I guess my, let me rephrase my question here a little bit. Would you support modifying the filibuster to uh, get rid of the power that that gives a minority of senators the ability to 
uh, stop a vote from going to the floor? I, well, I would not want to completely get rid of it, but I would like to see it amended. Mm. So to answer your question, yes, the answer would be yes, but it's not, I don't think I'm in a position to say that it shouldn't be there. I think it okay. should be there, but, um, you know, because a lot of times you might have a complete, uh, you know, group of people, either Democrats, Republicans, either one would have complete control. And a lot of times the minority is just there as a as a warm body. So I think we really have to give minorities some sort of some sort of weapon to 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 kind of have their voices heard. And that's mm. what filibuster does. All right. So moving on a little bit to um more specifically what you would do while you're in the Senate. Uh, if you entered the Senate tomorrow, what would be the first bill you would propose? Uh, for the state of California, we are facing um, a housing crisis and we're facing um, homelessness is one of the the largest or the most talked about issues right now that we're facing in California. So I would like to um, propose a bill that would um, or or have a legislation possibly uh, that would do a research and find out what exactly uh, is the root cause of homelessness. Um, I've seen a lot of different views on it. I've seen a lot of um, uh, different um, ideas uh, thrown around and a lot of money thrown around. I don't think that's either one is the reason why there's a lot of homelessness. I think we need to look into to the root cause and find out what would work. Um, a lot of times, mental illness is something that people point to uh people point to drugs people point to different different things that are that are out there so i would like to like have money directed towards that uh some sort of program that would help um um either decrease homelessness or help with that and then also affordable housing um i would see if we can direct money um towards that as well and and have affordable housing. I, I brought up a couple, I've looked into homelessness quite a bit. So I've looked at how Finland and Japan have decreased it. Um, it's still controversial. Um, Finland came up with the housing first approach where they housed people, you know, government funded homes. And then later they had them get back on track and, and, and um, earn their, um, um, other stripes later, you know, let them let them look for work once they already had a home, things like that. I'm not really sure if that's a good idea. Uh, I think we need to have more research um, into it. So I'm not I'm not saying that we should do what Finland has done or Japan has done, but we should have more research into that. And currently in California, those are the two big issues that that I would work on starting out right away. Hmm. All right. Um. So moving on here a little bit, um, how do you believe your background specifically as a professor um, will influence and help you as a future U.S. senator? I think since I'm, since I'm someone who's been in education and I know that, you know, ideas get old, right? And people move on and move forward. 
I think I, I see students like now as a professor, I see them talk about things that when I was a student, I would listen and I had completely different ideas. So I think the listening uh, skill uh, is something that I have. Um, and I think I need to understand as a U.S. Senator that uh, the constituents voice is what you're amplifying when you go to Senate. Um, in my case, I feel that if I can focus on listening to the new voices, the new generation, as well as the older generation, because, um, you know, there were issues that were that were relevant 40 years ago. But a lot of times those issues are not they're not something that the current generation is focused on. So me as someone that's coming from education, but with the educational background that understands that there's new ideas new issues, new, you know, there's things coming up every single day that, um, you know, 20 years ago, people never cared about. Uh, so my background would be just that understanding that you can't be stuck in the past. You know, you can't be focused on what you cared about 40 years ago, and you care about now you have to just move forward um, and say, hey, you know what, now the issues have changed. Um, maybe I haven't changed, but people have changed and there's different things that can be done. So I would be a better listener and, and I would try to make sure that I can um, listen to the voices that are on the ground, you know, boots on the ground. I think they know more than someone that's just sitting um, in Senate, um, which, you, you know, just one, one person do not have all the good ideas. So I would be a better listener than what I see currently with, with our current representation. Mm -hmm. 100%. So moving on to the lightning round, um, I'm going to ask, I just have a few questions here. They're short questions that should have short answers. So um, first of all, uh, what senator do you admire most, past or present? Specifically senator or yes. any senator? Okay. I... Um, you know, I'm someone that I'm not really um, a party person. I'm I I I have to go with the party, but I I you know a specific senator that I can say I don't think I have someone in particular because I haven't looked at their sec specific Senate uh, background. I've looked at like you know I can say John McCain. You know, I mean I know he's not from a Democratic party, but I saw that he didn't really. Um, go with with anything that worked you know he kind of went along and talked to everybody and make sure that both parties um had a um consensus on an issue that's what i noticed um so i would say john mccain in the current i guess with with someone that i that i did pay attention to um so as as a politician of course abraham lincoln but i would say as a senator I would probably go with 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 John McCain for now in our in our modern politics. I know I know he's not a Democrat, but I feel that he did make sure that he built bridges between Democrats and Republicans. Mm. All right. Um, great. So would you say you support or would you say you oppose term limits for United States senators? You know what? I actually support term limits 100 percent. I feel that if a president has a term limit, if a governor has a term limit, um, there's no reason that a senator should not have a term limit. 
Um, in fact, I've actually signed a pledge with U.S. Term Limits, uh, the organization that supports term limits. I, I feel that nobody should be in office for, you know, longer than they're supposed to. I mean, it's this this usually a seat of a senator or a congress member belongs to the people. However, um, the, the argument is that, hey, you know, if you're going to be um, uh, kicking someone out, you can kick them out in two, three years, four years. But guess what? That's not how politics works. I've been in politics and I understand that once you're there, you're the one with the connections with the donors and the donors are the ones that will donate to you because they know you. They don't know the other challengers. It's really hard. It's an uphill battle for whoever um, is going to challenge you. Um, so I, I truly believe that that term limits will eliminate that, you know, uneven ground. So if you're going to term out in a few years, I think you would perform way better uh, because you, you're going to say, hey, I need to get this done. I'm running out of time. But if you're going to be sitting there for 40 years, 50 years, and, you know, you're going to call a seat where um, it, the seat belongs to you pretty much, and you're going to sit there even if you're not able to perform, um, I truly disagree with that. So my answer to your question, I support term limits. Um, I'm not sure in what shape or form it would work, but I support term limits. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure about the years that we need to have, but I, I do support term limits, definitely. I would even impose them on me because at a certain point, I'm going to run out of ideas. At a certain point, point I'm not going to know what is good um, because I'll be disconnected from the society at mm -hmm. some point. So I, I need to move forward and have some new voices come in and, and have them take over. Absolutely. All right. So a nice, easy last question. What's your favorite thing about California? Um, my, my favorite thing are the beaches in California. I mean, California has the best sunshine. Uh, we have all the terrains you can think of. We have, you know, mountains, we have beaches, we have deserts, we have, you know, so California, I would say the beaches and the sunshine. Right. You beat California. All right. So before I let you go here, I just want to give you an opportunity to, you know, for some brief closing remarks. And and uh, if people want to get involved with your campaign, where should they go? Okay. So my uh, website is ZephyrInam.com. Uh, they can Google me. They can find me online and go to my website. They can donate to my website, to my uh, campaign using the website. Um and they can volunteer. I definitely need volunteers to help me out. You know, nowadays we we text, um, not so much of calling. Uh, so they can go online and and find me on Twitter, on um, on Facebook, on pretty much all social media platforms. We're not active on Instagram yet, but we will be on there pretty soon. Uh, so yeah, they can go on there. My closing remarks: I would say if you want, if if the People of California want to go with the same old story and keep voting for who they've already voted for. Uh, and most of the people that are running have already been in office. They've been in U.S. Congress and they're switching from from House to Senate. Um, and if we're going to play the game of switching them from one house to the other um, and and expect something new, I don't think that would work. Um, I think I'm someone that is not coming in to 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 be um a career politician i'm someone who is an ordinary person running for office um and 
trying to see if we can make a difference together collectively as ordinary citizens. So I think my candidacy is perfect at this time um, because I am someone who understands what goes on when you have a job, you pay your bills, you live your life as an ordinary Californian rather than rather than just, just being caught up in the political circle and they only know what's going on in their little small um, uh, realm and they don't really understand mm -hmm. what is happening outside of that. So uh, that's why I would say I'm probably best suited uh, for this specific uh, time and I understand what exactly is needed for California at this point. Uh, and moving forward, I think uh, term limits is one thing that I would support because even though I'm a candidate at this point, 10, 20 years later, I think somebody else needs to jump in and bring new ideas and new perspective. All right, great. So uh, that's our show. Uh, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so just one more time, if you Google Zephyr Anom for Senate, um, uh, his uh, his website comes up. So if you want to get involved, that's where you should go. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming on. Time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.